What does it take to launch your online business? But for real, what does it take? For today's show, I brought on my previous coach, Mark Bowness, an amazing human being, a mentor of mine, and uh, a good friend. He's just an amazing self-made seven-figure entrepreneur, and we are here to learn from him. Let's begin. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Commit First Podcast. Today on the show, we have Mark Bonus, one of my uh, like biggest mentors ever. Um, I learned so much from Mark. He was my coach. I was on this program. Then he became my one-on-one coach. He helped me so much in my business and to grow. Actually, that what you're actually watching right now is also just you know a lot of Mark in here. Um, and he really influenced me uh, in the past couple of years. I brought him on the show once already, so I will refer to that in the show notes. But today, we are here to talk about what it really takes to create an online business. And I'm not talking about strategies. I'm not talking about like, uh, yeah, you should build a funnel here, should build a funnel there, whatever email list. No, this is not a strategy call. This is 100% a mindset and what are the inner struggles that we face when building an online business and how to overcome those. Mark is a self-made multiple seven-figure business entrepreneur and he built himself from the ground up. Um, and so he has this thing in him and uh, you, you listen to him it's just when he talks, it's just like, oh, right, that makes sense. Like, uh, so I just really wanted to bring Mark on again to give some of uh, some amazing value to you all and to me as well. Uh, so please welcome Mark Bonus. One thing, guys, just remember, there is a fee for the show and the fee is to share it on social media. Just share this show. First of all, subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, and uh, if you're not, just take a snapshot. It doesn't matter. Like take a snapshot wherever you're watching this or listening to it and share it on Instagram. And you can tag me at Sagi Schreiber and also tag Mark at Mark Bonus. And um, I would love for you to also tag the show at commit.first and also just follow us there. Um, I want to hear from you. I want to know that you're here. So enjoy the show, everybody. And I hope that I will hear from you on social media because I want to know that you're there, you're with me and uh, let's grow this thing. All right. Enjoy guys. All right. What's up everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Commit First Podcast. And today we have Mark Bonus on the show. Mark Bonus. What's up, man? Absolutely amazing to be here. We've tried to schedule this a few times, but finally the universe has had its way and we are here doing it. So good to be here, buddy. Yeah, definitely, man. And um, so to anybody who doesn't know, Mark uh, was my coach for a long while um, and uh, he helped me build this community that we're actually now. It was at the first step, it was called Mindful and Ruthless. Uh, after that, everybody told me they can't remember the name. So I changed it to creative preneur as like, kind of like I said to myself, well, this is who I am. I'm a creative preneur, but you know, it's not going to be the full, you know, long-term name because I want to do something bigger. Um, and then I changed it to commit first, which I think commit first is now kind of like, this is what I bet on. I'm, I'm good with commit first. So what do you think about it? <laughs> I love commit first, you know, we've got to commit first in all areas of our life, business, you know, living life to the full family, uh, especially we've learned so much during COVID and, uh, and lockdown around the world that we've taken life for granted. So if we commit first to everything, we're going to live an exceptional life. Right, right, man. And and this is kind of what we're what we want to talk about today. So uh, we want to talk about what it takes to build an online business. And 
what it takes is a lot, not just about like the strategies you need to kind of have in place, but what it takes really like to be an entrepreneur, to build an online business and an online presence. Um, so Mark, you're, you're an expert on this. And also to, to just for everyone who like doesn't know you, like I can say that Mark has been besides coaching me, you know, and I've, me being on his program at the beginning and then like uh, hiring Mark as like um, one-on-one coach and, and, um, and then, you know, just seeing you, just really like seeing you on operate um, on social media and, you know, just following you is, is really nothing short of, of amazing. You keep, you keep producing content, you keep producing value and you keep also engaging with your audience, which I think is like amazing. And I know kind of like the back end of things as well, a bit just, you know, because we had conversations and I'm talking to Calvin, who's now like, um, part of your sales uh, operations. And um, so, I mean, I know how much you have going on. It's crazy. How are you dealing with everything? It is a lot. It is absolutely a lot. And, uh, and thank you for that intro. Um, I don't believe I am exceptional at what I do. Um, the more and more I learn about business, the more and more I realize that I don't know anything and it's just stages of learning. And I think that's an important <laughs> mindset. It is an important mindset that. to have. We can, we can fumble our way to success, but true success is really about developing systems, processes, teams, and kind of really growing at that level. So I'm still learning too. Uh, generated multiple seven figures over the last few years, which I, is I awesome. I just want to say, multiple, like when you said, I just, I don't believe I'm exceptional at what I do. I, I believe I, you know, always keep learning, always learn new things. And everybody just know like Mark is a multiple self-made seven figure entrepreneur um double comic club award how what what's the called that reward um right um like crazy crazy uh, amazing feats man like you you you've you basically really uh nailed it in these past couple of years so i love that you're saying you know never stop learning um always growing i you know always have not something new to learn i think that's kind of like what makes you who you are in a way my, my goal is to always place myself around people that make me feel like an idiot. So, so, so my current mentor has made $30 million in sales online before the age of 30. So in comparison to that success and those of people I have around me, uh, it dwarfs mine. So I do want to feel like an idiot because then I learn. So to go back to your original question, it's my belief that business success or failure starts or ends in the mind right you can be the most successful business owner online entrepreneur scale to 30 million plus should you choose or you can absolutely fail and and yes we could as you said at the beginning we can talk about strategies and funnels and sales and products but everything starts or ends in the in the conversation that goes on in our minds and that will set us up for failure or for complete success Wow, man, I love that. Uh, this is so, so true. Um, I, and this is like, kind of like why commit first is called commit first. It's not about like, it's about them. Like committing it committing is an inner act, like you have to be get inside yourself and get over things that are in yourself. Um, what are some of the things that you had to conquer in order to become a success become, you know, s- step up to the level that you're at right now? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think when we're starting our businesses, when we start, we often um, struggle with not seeing the results, especially if we need money, especially if we're worried about, you know, the 
the, the mortgage or the, the bills or the food, where money's going to come from the next week. And I realized very quickly that everything that I did in my business, I was too attached to the outcome. So what that means is that, for example, when I had a sales call, a prospect that booked in a call and you know, before that call, I was so nervous because I needed that sale. I mm. needed to have the money to come in to pay for the mortgage or whatever it was. Mm. And so that energy, just re that energy of desperation and need was was prevalent on the phone and it pushed yeah. people away. I actually to sell my service at $100 an hour, but it's only when, look, it's, it's not just sales. It's when we launch a funnel that fails or we launch a webinar and let's say a hundred people register for the webinar, but only five people turn up. And by the end of it, there's nobody left and nobody's booking in the call. We've all had those experiences, but if we're too attached to the outcome, then we don't focus on the learning and it's the learning through failure that means that we'll, we'll eventually grow and scale and, and learn and master and conquer. So for me, the biggest kind of lesson that I learned was to not be attached to any outcome, to be detached from the outcome so that I could just learn. If I ran a webinar and nobody turned up, who cares? What did I learn through that process? Well, it didn't connect with people. So was the messaging wrong? Was the emails wrong? You know, was the landing page wrong? So what every single thing I do is learning to improve moving forward without being worried about the outcome. I love that. And that's the lesson that you taught me in when, when you coached me in 2019, when I had this like big, big um, fail, when I tried to launch something and I, and I you know, I came to you and I'm like, Mark, I need your help, man. Like, um, and, and, you know, it's like, I need to launch another program, but I have no confidence. Like that's it. Like I, I failed in launching something. I don't have any confidence that I'll be successful now. And I really need this money. Like if this launch doesn't go well, I'm really, really going down under. Like I'm, my business is dead. Um, and you're like, well, I can give you one tip. Just detach yourself from the outcome. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, and I was so attached to the outcome, you know, back then, because the outcome would have predicted my business. It was that, you know, everything was at stake. And um, I think it was a, the biggest obstacle for me was to detach from that outcome. But once I did, um, I think that really made this program launch a success. And it went, you know, it actually saved my business. And we do it. So, but what happens is that when we're attached to the outcome, whether it's a funnel, whether it's a sales call, you know, we then, let's say it's a sales call and, and we don't get that sale and we feel like we could have handled it better. And we feel like we, you know, we needed that money. Well, what happens is we then dwell on that. Right. So then the next 24 hours, 48 hours, we're in the space and operating in a place of inaction because I'm so rubbish and I'm never going to be able to run a business. And why do I think I can? So suddenly, you know, a number of days goes by before you get back in the game again and keep going. And if that happens, if you have that kind of little mini breakdown, every time you don't get a sale, a funnel doesn't work, nobody turns up at the webinar, you know, your, your, your ability to rapidly grow and, and execute and learn and increase your revenue. Yeah. Is slow down because you're doing less in the amount of time that you have. Right, right. And and I think that's so true. We carry our energy to the next endeavor every time. And I think it also comes like with um, with the kids. Like if I'm having like a this morning was kind of rough with my uh older like uh kid and, and she was she was mean. She was just like rude um and I was really mad at her. Um and uh, I think it kind of like affected my morning in a way, you know, I had to, I had to detach myself from that. I had to shake off the energies in order to keep, you know, 
the flow going because otherwise this derails the whole day. And I think like when you have a bad day, it's the same thing, right? Like you kind of, you manifest, you start manifesting bad things even. Absolutely. And especially when, when things aren't going the way that you want to, you're not getting the results that you're wanting in your business. And therefore you can be hypersensitive. And I remember when I first moved to Australia, and I was with my partner and I was running and launching my business and I wasn't getting the results I was looking for. I was attached to the outcome. And let's say for whatever reason, I had an argument with my partner that morning and my partner would go off to work. It would impact me the rest of the day. I'm no good in my relationship. You know, I'm no good in my business. I'm a failure. And suddenly you just lose a whole day. Yeah. Yeah. By, by and essentially it's that emotional intelligence around yourself and your work and who you are and and what you're created to do here on planet earth and having the absolute trust in that and going for it yeah man. and and so i just want to again going back to to your kind of superpowers with that because i'm seeing you operate i'm, I'm like i wish i had some mark in me like sometimes um you every time we talk you're like well, Sagi, just like keep keep going, you know. Um, and um, sometimes, you know, even for me, I think I think that I'm also above average in terms of like the operations level and getting beyond myself. But and I I have built multiple six figures businesses, but I think that what's keeping me from building the seven figure business that I want is, you know, truly internal. So, um, I guess, like, what what do you? How did you build yourself to be that resilient? It's a great question. Um, and I, I've had lots of business success and failure. The first business that I created, I leased a 200 acre island in Fiji and invited the world to become tribe members. And I was in the UK. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I launched it and it, it, was, it was an island in Fiji. And it was incredible. Like, I, it just blew my mind. It was in 200 media outlets. It was filmed for 18 months. Uh, and become a five-part primetime TV show. Uh, we were in uh, the garden of uh, Rupert Murdoch's daughter, Liz Murdoch, talking to Bono about this idea. It was just absolutely insane. And I had this attitude, Saggy, that this thing went incredibly well. It became a TV show in three countries. And I thought that, wow, I'm this amazing business owner, and therefore everything that I touch must turn to gold. <laughs> so then I... I launched another business and it absolutely bombed. It was just before uh, the GFC, the global financial crisis. And I created, created this idea. I launched it. Some money came in, uh, but then the global financial crisis hit. And it was actually a, a crowdsourced TV production company. It was the idea that if I'm an average ordinary human being that came up with an idea, they became a TV show in three countries. And there must be other people out there, just average, normal, ordinary people that have great ideas too. And it launched and then GFC hit. And then in the UK, there was a statement from uh, television channels that they were going to, they, they weren't going to invest in any new TV programs. Mm -hmm. As soon as that, that declaration was made, my business was over. I was winding the thing up and I was just wondering what the hell I was gonna do with my life. Like, because, and it was just, it was crazy because the previous business was an absolute success. But here's the thing, I always I've always believed in myself. And I think that's important for every single one of your listeners that your current situation isn't representative of the potential that you know that you have within you. So sometimes your outward reality is not a reflection of what you know that you can do here on planet Earth. And that truth took me to a whole new level. So in that example, 
my business ended and I wanted to move into working in TV. And this was a time where there was like, you know, one job available and there was like 300 people applying for a job. I desperately needed money. So I thought, well, I'm not gonna just apply for the jobs that everybody else are applying for. So I, I targeted 10 TV production companies that I wanted to work with and I knocked on their doors and I told them why they should create a position for me. So I was mm. avoiding the crowd wow. of everybody else. Yeah. I went to them. I ended up with, I was offered a job by, I was, a role was created for me uh, by Endemol, who are the biggest TV production company in the world. Um, mm -hmm. They uh, produce Big Brother, Deal or No Deal, you know, and they hired me to come up with ideas for TV shows. And the only way that I did that is because I knew that even though the business failed, that business wasn't indicative of what I knew that I could achieve here on planet Earth. Uh, any business is simply a vehicle for you to truly achieve what you're here to create. And I think like that's the entrepreneur spirit, but also something that you said there is very impactful. It's um, detach yourself from the noise of what everybody else is doing and make and convince them why they have to listen to you. And I think that refers also to building an online business. It's kind of what it takes, right? I mean, believing in yourself, um, detaching yourself from the outcome and detaching from the noise around you, but focusing on why people should listen to you. And I think it's a, it's a huge thing. Thanks. Yeah. What's unique about your business now? I'm sure uh, you've talked about Blue Ocean Strategy as a book uh, coming up with a, a unique <laughs> A unique idea and finding that uniqueness in who you are and what you do and what you're about because you know how many businesses are created and launched every single day and how many businesses fail every single day in the circles that you and i in you know every single day we're hearing about new businesses that people are creating and so will right. your audience so what is unique about you and i think we need to tap into that and it's like you um Sammy, you know you're talking about um uh, when you started off your business, it was, what was it? Um, Mindful and Ruthless. Yeah. Mindful and Ruthless. And then it was Creativepreneur. But but you never found what, it's like It's like finding, you know, a hoodie that is exactly fits you and you look freaking awesome in it and you yeah. just shine and stand out in it. I think so often as entrepreneurs, we try and be like the person that we admire or model the business that we see, you know, but truly being you is what enables you to stand out. Yeah, I think that's something that you always kind of also told me uh, on our calls. It's like, I, because for me, especially like anybody listening to this uh, um, ep like episode right now, you guys know, like this is, I'm not special. Like you can listen to Andy Frisella or to the Rich Roll podcast or to Joe Rogan. There's a lot of great podcasts with millions of users, millions of listeners. Um, and probably you're listening to that too. Um, and the thing that kind of like I struggled with, uh, at least the beginning I really struggled with, was how do I how do I make myself special in this like red ocean? Because I'm not in the blue ocean. Like I don't have a specific blue ocean. But once I, one thing you told me, Mark, was like just, you know, people will follow you because of you. Not, you know, and that's I know something you're big on. Like people will follow you because of you. Let your true colors shine and, you know, you'll be, um, you know, you, you'll be, people will, will just follow you. It's like, it works like that. And I really believe in that. Can you expand on that just a bit? And I think the distinction is, you know, we've talked about blue ocean strategy and that's, that's the concept of finding a, a unique uh, business idea that makes you stand out above the rest. 
But I think there's also a truth around the concept of a blue ocean you. And that's the truth nice. that no, there is nobody that exists on planet Earth that, that can replicate who Saggy is. And I've sat down with Saggy, I've hung out with Saggy in Israel, we've laughed, we've eaten. And so, so often, look, we're living this world where we're scrolling on Instagram and we're trying to be like other people and we don't have the certainty of who we are. But when you truly that blue ocean you, when you when you know who you are, you reflect who you are in the world. Why do I want to go to somebody else when I can hang out with Saggy? Yeah, what people will, you know, people might go and, for example, um, follow Tony Robbins and love Tony Robbins, but there's a whole bunch of other people that don't connect with Tony Robbins. Why? Because they're looking for Saggy. They're looking for you because they connect with who you are, not who Tony Robbins is. And we get so lost in this trap of when I, when I first, um, it's quite funny, very quick story. When I first uh, created a, a book that I wanted to write, uh, I pitched it to a, a well-known publisher called Hay House. Um, and Hay House, uh, they uh, published uh, Eckhart, one of Eckhart Tolle's books. Mm-hmm. So Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. And so I, I pitched my book to them and they had me in and we had a meeting and they said, Mark, um, who are your your idols, like the authors that you really look up to? I was like, oh, Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now. And this guy, the managing director was like, I thought so. <laughs> so when you, when, you, when you wrote this proposal, were you trying to be him? Or were you trying to find out who you are? And the truth was, I tried to write a book that I thought was like Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, uh, so that then they would uh, have me as their publisher, uh, as their author. And that's not what they were looking for. The world is looking for people who uniquely stand up and be who they are. And again, in the entrepreneurial world, we can feel so... um, just overcome with my business is a failure. People around me are saying, why are you going into business? You're rubbish at business. You shouldn't be doing that. Then we believe their voices of the other people that are in our heads. We believe the negative voices in our own heads. And suddenly we've convinced ourselves out of building a successful business where all you need to do is find out who you are and be that uniqueness that is you. Man, that's that's amazing. I think, by the way, if you ever write a book, call it Blue Ocean You. That would be, that would be a bestseller, like, man, like this, this concept is amazing. Um, and um, I just one quote I have here from you, like, detach yourself from the noise of what everybody else is doing and find the Blue Ocean You. I think it's beautiful. It's a big tweet. Um, I'll send that to you later uh, so you can tweet it. So um, I, I think um, just... One thing that you described here is, um, oh, that's my point of thought for a second. It was because you talked about like finding the inner you, um, getting over the inner critic. I think a lot of people are held back by, held back by, by things, right? I mean, I can't monetize, I can't, you know, do this, do that. And what it takes to build an online business which is, you know, kind of like what we're talking about here, um, is getting over that hurdle, getting over that, um, that kind of like, yeah, I, people are probably saying, yeah, I can find like, yeah, I, I can be myself. That's really reaffirming. So thank you guys for that. But I still kind of, how do I monetize? How do I make money? How do I like really build an online business? Um, 
What do you think? How, what, what direction should we take this? Well, again, you know, it, we can talk about strategy forever and strategy yeah. is relevant to, yeah. to everything. Did you jump in? Sorry, sorry. So we can talk about strategy and all, all that kind of stuff, but I really feel like for me, like any conversation that we have in our minds, it's, it's just, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, but it's all bullshit. You can like swear. whether, whether we tell ourselves how great we are, whether we tell ourselves how bad we are, uh, whether we tell ourselves that we're not good enough, uh, whether we tell us ourselves that we're absolutely awesome, it's all irrelevant. Right? Uh, and it's an important point to raise because, you know, we, we actually, as far as we know, we live life here on planet earth once. Mm. And that was the biggest realization for me. Now, you know, my, my story, I, right. I, my marriage ended and I attempted to take my own life. And, uh, and that was before I launched this idea in Fiji. Yeah. And I could only do that because I realized that, that, that life is precious, that we live life once. And, like I never want to regret anything. So mm. when I realized that I live life once, and so I want to just trailblaze my life and live the most amazing life. And that is all dictated by me. And so if I'm struggling, so I decided I don't want a corporate job. I don't want to go and work for somebody else. I want to work for myself. Right. Yeah. So or make money for myself. And so if I'm going to do that, what do I need to learn? What do I need to master? And so if I need to, like, I, I used to hate sales, I struggled to sell my sales at $100 an hour. Uh, and I, I, I thought, okay, I hate sales. But if I want to work for myself and make and create my own wealth, I need to learn the art of sales. So I just I just I just made people booking calls, I got on social media, I got people booking in calls. And I was just, I had like literally hundreds of calls one year, and it was the first year I made a million dollars because, and it wasn't, I wasn't focused on making a million dollars. I was focused on learning how to master sales. Hmm. I was focused on learning how to master creating a funnel, you know, creating a, it was actually an evergreen webinar at that stage, but, but creating and learning and, you know, things didn't go right and people didn't register. What did I need to tweak? I was so detached from the outcome, but so connected to the fact that I'm here living life on planet earth once. And the biggest thing I didn't want to do was to be in that trap of the nine to five, which is now the kind of eight to seven where I'm traveling to work and I'm at work and working for somebody else. I hate it. and coming back, sleeping, doing it all again the next day. Screw that. I was determined to learn exactly what I needed to live my life here on planet earth. Yeah. I love that, man. And I want to, I want to go for, uh, by the way, another thing that you said here is something that I think everybody can ask yourself, please. If you're listening to this, watching this, ask yourself this, what do you need to learn? And what do you need to master right now to, to step up your game? I think it's a great question to ask yourself on a daily basis. Um, so that's a great, great point. But, but it, and it's also a reframe, isn't it? It's also the reframe of, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough with copywriting. I'm not good enough with funnels. I'm not good enough with sales. I'm really bad at running a business. Like it's the reframe of, I, we all know that we have all the resources within us to achieve anything that we want to achieve by yeah. applying ourselves to learning what we need to learn in order to be successful. Right. And building like a seven figure business, I guess there's a lot of delegation in place as well. You know, for you to like, 
learn you have to learn things but then you have to also know when to delegate are there things that you tell yourself oh I, you know i wish i could master this and learn it but you know what like this is right now i'm what i'm not going to do and i'm going to delegate it or do you believe in like learning everything yourself and then delegating each one by one yeah it's a great question so for me i believe in uh, learning everything that you possibly can mm -hmm. Um, and then delegating. Uh, and the reason for that is because, you know, I would outsource, uh, I would, people say, focus on your genius and hire a team around you who then are living their genius. And, you know, yeah. then it's all great because we're all living our geniuses and, <laughs> you know, we're building business. But the reality is kind of somewhat different. And if you're first starting off and you don't have the money to hire anybody else, mm -hmm. then you've got to figure it out yourself, right? right. And also, if you're going to delegate, of course, the goal is that you're ultimately focusing on your genius. I have a team of people around me now, but if I didn't understand what it is that I was delegating, then how do I know if they're doing a proper job? Right. So, so I had to understand that first. And then even with sales, like I'm not the best at sales. I've, I've made some good money through sales, but I'm not the best. And now, as you know, I have a team of people around me doing the sales, but mm -hmm. And they're better than me, they're, they've improved the processes, but I, at least I needed to understand the basics. Like if I, if I can't sell something of my own, how the heck am I going to have somebody else sell it for me? Right. Right. So for me, it's, it's definitely learn as much as you can, then outsource, and then, uh, you, then you know what it is, whether that person's doing things right or wrong. And then as you're making more money, and you can then have mentors and coaches around you who are whole different other levels to give you guidance and insights. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really, really a great point. Um, and and going. By the way, my thing is Facebook ads. I just can't. I get myself to learn Facebook ads, and I don't delegate it. And I don't. That's why I'm like a really bad uh, point of like I need to be, be become way better at that. Um, so. <laughs> um, and again, I learned the basics uh, so that I could understand it. I needed to know the basics, but now I have somebody else do it for me. Right, right. And I think it's also important to kind of like always get that perspective. For instance, like I built my first business, my first blog, Pixel Perfect, with um, only organic, no no ads. Like I up to until this day, I have barely any ads running on Pixel Perfect. But I've built it with like um, like. All organic and that's why it kind of like got ingrained in me that like oh i don't need ads i'll just make content but today is so different like you make content it's like the algorithms just like i feel like there's a shooting range between the content that you produce to the people that you need to reach there's like a shooting range right in between which is the algorithms and the the, the ever-growing feed feeds right of people and the inflation of like content so they're like you shoot content and they're like shooting it down like barely any content gets to your audience right so uh ads is just another way for you to give that value and to get people into your funnel like the, so it's actually very stupid not to run ads in a way you know it's like that's what i feel i believe and i agree i agree but i believe it's the right thing at the right time and so mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in organic. Like, as you know, I help people to build tribes. I'm a massive believer in organic leads. 
And the reason for that is because organic leads is where you master your craft, your craft of learning how to connect with your audience, to create messaging uh, that really enables your audience to understand you, to learn how to sell. If you can't sell to an organic free audience, don't go trying to sell to a, an audience that you're paying for because yeah. you actually you're taking money out of your own back pocket and you're feeding it into a machine and you're not getting the results for me ads is is it's great but it's only to be used when you're scaling so you've got yeah. a product you know gets results you've got an organic audience they're buying that product you're utilizing money from the money that you're making your business to then invest in ads so yeah. i do believe it but at the right time and also yeah, having that foundation of organic leads is really important because at any any moment a Facebook ad account could be shut down, YouTube ad account could be shut down, right. and you're reliant on one uh, one lead gen stream, and, and you should never put yourself in that situation. Right. And by the way, I also like really believe in organic first, and that's why also for this new brand, Commit First, which is a new brand, um, I am building it organically in order for me to understand that there's a need for. You know, first of all, let's build like people that actually want to follow and, and everything like that and see if it catches. And then after that, obviously, to scale and everything. Um, but I, I think we can obviously get down the strategy route that I, I just took you. Uh, I'm sorry, my bad. Um, so I'm bringing it back to the mindset because there's like two very important things that we love to talk about. One is something that everybody experiences, which is overwhelm. When you're building a business, there's this big overwhelm. Like, Sorry, sorry, Sanya. Can I just jump in because there's something on my mind about what you've just said, and I okay. think it's important. It does relate to mindset. You, you've just said, um, so you commit first, and you know you're putting the content out there and seeing if it connects and and seeing if it sticks. The truth is, buddy, that's not the essence of Blue Ocean You, and that's not the essence of committing first. You know there's an audience out there. You know that you have a product and service that people need. You know that you are somebody that can build a very successful brand. And so by saying, I'm putting mm. it out there and see what happens, that's uh, not that that is the essence of your brand. You are right, Mark. Exactly. I love this. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, I learn from you all the time. So I think it's, uh, it's a great... point I should reframe how I'm actually like even thinking about it in my own mind right um, because truth of the matter is I you know I, when I built mindful and ruthless and then you know it didn't stick you know obviously and uh, it grew when I was on Pat's uh, Pat show the the episode was one of the best in 2018 on um, SPI and brought in a lot of um, attention to to me but then you know nothing really stuck because you I guess, and I was consistent back then, but I was just like, um, not maybe, not really just, I think I didn't believe in myself enough and really wasn't that clear on my, on what I want to do here. Um, and maybe I wasn't even experienced enough in business. Um, I don't know, like I went through a lot since then, but um, I think since then I kind of like kept the mentality of like, okay, it didn't work the first time. Um, how can I make it work this time? And I'm saying, The very slow growth of this like we just did uh, 1,000 um, as of this recording we about a month ago we hit the 1k on, on YouTube uh, which is like was a big milestone but it's very small right um, and me being able to grow really quickly usually back then I grew I grew two blogs to a lot of people like I had like 13k uh, list on my pixel perfect and I have a 
I had a 36K list in my Hacking UI International Design blog. And obviously, like having such a small audience uh, as of now, you know, on this front made me kind of think, wait, like I should be humbled by this experience and kind of like going to this experiment lab mode. But I think you're right, which is because this is exactly against what I'm doing here. I'm not really committing. Like I should be fully committed and saying, no, this is like, a great show and you know if you're not if you're not listening to this i guess by the way everybody listening to this or watching this right now please let me know what you think dm us uh mention us on, on on instagram and just say what you think or dm me and let me know what you think about this show um but yeah i would love to to grow this and i'm committed to growing it and yeah but but the, again it's the situation is different so back then when you launched those two brands as you said it was a different online world you know, there wasn't as much content. We, we are now living in, a, in an age where every business owner knows that there need to be a content, they, they need to be a content machine. Right. So as you said earlier about the analogy of, you know, the content and then not getting to your audience. So, so you can't compare what you're doing now with what, what happened then, because right. that will convince you out of your own success because it's incomparable. And secondly, you know, again, it's like when I launched, uh, created this this uh, business in Fiji, and uh, the idea was that people online could decide what happened on the island. So it was a 200 acres, nothing on it whatsoever. Um, what accommodation, power, electricity? Then they got to visit the island and take part in its development. I was talking to people about it at the time, and they were like, "That's a crazy idea. That's a bit silly." You know, that, 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 why would you do that? Go and get a job. You know, it was a blue ocean idea, but nobody, uh, you know, a blue, by the very nature of a blue ocean idea, people are going to be like, that's too out there. Why would right. you do it? And, and I, and I had to believe in that idea myself. I, I, I leased a 200 acre island in Fiji. So again, it's that commitment to your own idea, irrespective of what your current circumstances around you, a thousand people on YouTube. Who cares? You see the potential. The, the whole concept of being an entrepreneur is seeing what's in the future and bringing it into the reality now, not basing your business on what you see around you. Yeah. And I think that's such a good thing as well. Another great point, you know, uh, about building an online business is seeing, getting that vision, having that vision and being able to visualize your future success, because that's kind of like the why that keeps you going now. Right. Um, and get you through the thing that I, you know, mentioned before, overwhelm maybe, and, um, and it helps you get through those tough spots. Um, can, can you talk a bit about overwhelm? Because I know like being right now, like multiple six figures, which is where I'm at, I'm just, in, I'm just feeling the overwhelm, like, like overwhelm is just rising. Right. Um, and you need to just, what I found, and let me know if that's what you kind of found as well, is that I'm finding like uh, in terms of overwhelm and also time capacity, but like I'm talking like overwhelm, what we can fit into our kind of like mental space. Um, I think that like I used to see it as like a, like a jar or something that's like just, you know, I can fit as much as I can and the rest has to be out of there before I can fit more in. But what I'm seeing it now, I think it's just like, now I have this like, this, it's not, it's not it's like a jar or something. And if it's a jar, it's an elastic jar that can expand as, as much as yes. we want it to expand. Um, and uh, it kind of like, it hit me when Tony Robbins mentioned he has like 58 businesses or something. I'm like, what? Like, how? And, and I'm like, well, it makes sense. Like, that's how you, that's how you grow. The overwhelm just keeps, will we'll just keep getting bigger. It's not going to be 
smaller. So how do you experience that? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, you know, I think it's easy to think that I'm overwhelmed now, but when I get to, you know, let's say you're at five figures, when I get to six figures, I won't be overwhelmed because I'll have a team around me. And when I get to seven figures, I won't be overwhelmed because, uh, and you are, you know, you're, you're overwhelmed with bigger problems uh, that are so different problems that you started off with the first problems were how do i get my first sale you know the next problem might be how do i manage a hundred clients you know like literally when they're wanting support and etc how do i manage that you know there's always problems and again it goes back to that emotional intelligence uh with regards to centering yourself and your and your mind and not allowing yourself to just be overwhelmed uh, and to me that comes down to knowing what tasks you have every specific day like i mentioned at the beginning before we started filming that over the past two days i've just been in this funk and that's because every day i i've got i've allowed myself to get overwhelmed and i've looked at the list of things that i need to do and i'm like where do i start today where do I start today? Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it's about following the systems and processes, focusing on what you need to achieve. Don't think about all the, the, the bits and pieces. We, I have uh, people that work with me, my, my students, my clients who are business owners. And, you know, they're often saying, oh, this is just so overwhelming. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. But the truth is that we're only overwhelmed right now but what, uh, by what we are aware of. And if you were aware of all the other things that actually you also should be doing in your business in order for it to be successful, then your mind would be blown with being overwhelmed. So accept the fact that there's lots to do in business, just focus on, on five tasks. So what are the five tasks that I need to do this week in order to get me to that next level? So do you have a list of like five tasks every week? Yeah, every single week. What are the five tasks that I need to do in order to move the needle? It might be preparing something for a set, one of my sales team. It might be uh, for so this week I'm I'm launching a I have a webinar on Friday and it's about mm-hmm. launching the webinar. You know, there's there's all especially as you're growing. I've always got people around me that want something from me. Right. In terms of my team, you know, today it was Mark. We need to be up to date with invoices and receipts, and you need to find these and send these over. And you know, it's easy for me to just jump around and 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 be like the slave to everybody else in the business to help them to fulfill their role. And that's the distinction between working in the business and on the business. So right. five things right. I need to focus on this week that I'm doing working on the business in order to take it to that next level. And that I think that's that's. That's great. And you mentioned that now you have this like, for me as well, it's just like the end of the month, I had to kind of like find some last receipts now for, for my uh, personal assistant. And she was like, and, and they're really like pushing me, but you know, rightfully so we need to end the month and the accountant needs those. And my personal is like, you know, I need you to please, I know you're busy, just give me those things. But I know like for me, it's like a half an hour to an hour of work. And I really don't have that. I'm like, Wow, where do I push in that time? So I want to jump in for a second to the uh, time management kind of slot, maybe like, but mental time management slot is like when so many people are pushing at you, when you have an online business, there's a lot of other things as well. I mean, you become the go-to for everybody online to get favors and help. And uh, I'm getting like bombarded. I don't know, like if I'm getting bombarded, I bet you are just getting like full on bombarded by uh, DMs on Instagram and Messenger. And like, you know, one day it's like one of your past students and uh, another day is like maybe uh, your 
uh, uncle's uh, uh, cousin, you know, like th- those kind of things, right? I mean, that's, how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you structure everything in terms of like finding a time to answer everyone if, or not? And look, you can spend your, again, the more content that you create and you have to create content, then the more you can be spending all your time responding to questions and DMs and all that kind of stuff, it's right. not possible. And so there's a couple of things that I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that, but to go back to receipts and stuff, it is important in your business. And, you know, when you say an hour and a half to find receipts and you're not passionate, nobody's passionate about finding receipts. <laughs> it's always something you put to one side. And, and I knew that I hate receipts. I hate the whole uh, process of receipts. So I um, uh, started to use Evernote. Mm-hmm. And so Evernote is a great tool that enables you to keep track of everything. So whenever now I have, I'm out and I, let's say I buy something with the business card, I just take a picture of it and instantly send it to Evernote. Mm, got it. And, and so now I say to my team, it's in Evernote and they just go and find it in Evernote because it's tagged. So what is the, li- the least thing that I can do right now very quickly that will, like if that can save you an hour and a half of your time, later on it's well worth doing it in the moment Uh, in terms of messages so i've built a team around me and it always looks like i'm online giving value but i'm not um so i have a team around me where i go live and i must say i i run a live in in my group we build tribes and then my team will repurpose that into content it might be a carousel on instagram or a single post on instagram it would be re-edited into um we, we do IGTV, Reels, you know, uh, video for LinkedIn, video for Facebook. And then I have a team that actually uh, are on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and they're generating leads for me by reaching out to people that have liked, commented, engaged. And then when there are inbound messages for people asking questions, this is what I love. So I'm spending 30 minutes a day answering social media questions without me being on social media. So then I use um, Slack. Mm-hmm. So my VAs are all in Slack. And so I don't get overwhelmed with, you know, going into Instagram, going into LinkedIn, uh, going to Facebook. It. I don't even look at that stuff. Like mm-hmm. my team are trained in answering specific questions and guiding people through funnels, like 30, uh, 30 minute video to then go to a call. But if there's questions that they don't know the answers to, they just post them in, in a Slack channel. And all I do is 30 minutes a day, I jump into the Slack channel, I answer the questions, that's it, boom. I'm not mm. on social media. Nice, love it. I think that's great. It's really, really and what's really awesome is that those VAs, it's, t- it's, it's $2.50 an hour, so it's $400 a month for a full-time VA who are repurposing content for me across social media. They're generating leads for me on social media and dealing with inbound messages. It's, it's what I call scaling with authority. Love it. And, um, and by the way, the, the VA platform that you use. Um, so now we go out into, uh, groups that VA in, um, Uh. so we have a network of VAs and we're actually launching a, a brand new program called scale with authority where it's at, it's not even a program. It's a service, um, where we will be, we are training and hiring VAs for people to do all of the stuff that's enabled us to grow and build a multiple seven figure business, uh, without mm-hmm. being online all the time. Love it. Love it. Wow. It's amazing. Um, so 
last thing that I think we can talk about, and, and if you want to talk about anything else, let me know. I think it's like um, time management in terms of how do you structure your week or your days or how do you um, get across to also being that business guy and getting all your tasks done across the business and also being the family guy that you are? <laughs> yeah, it is tough. And look, I'm in a, um, I was going to say fortunate situation. It's not a fortunate situation. I, it's myself, my partner, and I don't have children Yeah. Um, as of yet. Uh, and so, um, you know, there's, there's different priorities for everybody. Um, but I know that I, I chunk out spaces of time. And again, I don't think it's wise for anybody to hear anybody uh, tell them about what works for them because we all work differently. So I know that the first thing in the morning, I'm great at content creation, um, uh, creating new programs, you know, all that kind of content ideas based stuff as it gets to lunchtime after lunch i'm just no good my mind doesn't work like that so i save the kind of boring menial tasks to after lunch where i don't need to think about it in the morning i focus on the creative stuff but i also know that i have a global team and so uh, i have a a, a a meeting every morning um about 8 a.m with my sales team in the us uh, to keep them up to date too so again it's making Sure. For me, rather than saying, hey, this is how to manage your time. For me, it's about um, business, uh, mind and spirit and making sure that those, um, sorry, business, mind, body, spirit. Okay. And making sure those four things are ticked off each day, knowing how I perform best and when. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's funny that you mentioned you do the creative stuff in the morning. I I find the mornings to be full of fires that come at you as an entrepreneur i mean like um once you just open your phone sometimes there's fires right and um that can take you on on a, on a not a creative route that actually kills your creativity so do you not check emails up, up until noon or something look there are always but there's always fires like i i used to i used to um run my business where i, I was as you say i was like hosing fire after fire after fire. I remember going away on a holiday with my partner and there was two days taken out because somebody of my holiday, because somebody wasn't happy with the program and they were complaining and, and I was stressed and worried and, you know, spent time on the phone with them. And, and you've got to understand that there's always things to deal with and that's never going to end. So, either those fires run rings around you and you never get anything done or if you decide to deal with those fires in the afternoon or whenever um is is your kind of least productive so i can deal with that stuff type time then it's not gonna it's not nothing's gonna go wrong nothing's gonna you know your business isn't gonna fall apart right yeah i mean i think that's another thing to understand my like mentally there's always going to be fires there's always going to be something to be stressed about or to worry about or to um and in order to become an entrepreneur and build an online business you have to understand that you're going to face those kind of things which are stressful um which are you know you might think are dangerous even to your health uh and one way to do that like you said like mind body spirit and um and business um right it's so you have to take care of your mind, your body, like everything. You have to really make sure that you're on top of your game in order to be resilient. 
And when the fires come, you know, we often feel like we have to hustle harder. And that's the biggest mistake I believe that we can make. I had a, a point in time in my business that it was a very stressful time uh, a number of years ago and everything was going wrong and I was working with the wrong people. And, and it was a big uh, pivotal moment that could have been the success or, or ultimate failure of my business. And traditionally i would have just got my head down and worked harder but i didn't i knew that i had to give myself space and during those times i was walking thirty thousand steps a day i wasn't on the computer i wasn't hustling i wasn't you know knuckling down harder i was walking thirty thousand steps because we have to allow our minds to think through problems to think through situations to give our conscious and subconscious mind the ability to come up with ideas and solutions that will be better than the solutions that we try and force ourselves to think of just to get that fire kind of out the way yeah yeah, I think that's that's a great point. And um, I also came out of like kind of like a stressful period and uh, working out really, really helped like just in, in meditating. I meditated, I worked out. Um, yeah, we got we to be on that front of um, high achievement slash um, personal development work front where, I mean, if you're not taking care of yourself, of your mind and body, you're not going to have a successful business 100%. And you're not, you're always going to be stressed and yeah, it's going to lead to burnout and it's not a good thing. So um, I think on that note, uh, Mark, like this was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all this value. And um, man, I mean, there's, if you guys don't follow market, please do because just, sh just l looking at, you know, you say, you can say, um, I don't remember who said it, but it's like they said, if you want to really follow someone and, and know how they operate, just look out on how they operate and not what they preach. And I think like you always like you preach what you operate. And um, so hearing this now, people go follow Mark and see how he operates and see this is for real. Um, so like massive action. Um, Mark, thank you so much, man. Like I, um, I wish a lot of people had that Mark in their pocket. You should, should develop that, like duplicate yourself, like send marks out, like, mark in your pocket. That would be a great service. <laughs> yeah. Look, thank you so much for having me. And, and look, I really believe in your commit first uh, philosophy. And I think, like I said earlier, okay. it's making sure that you have a team of people around you who are big thinkers, big doers, who you believe in, who are just amazing people. And I know that that's what you're building in this commit first community. So I have a small request of your listeners, of your, your viewers, uh, in order to uh, commit ourselves, commitment happens through taking action. And I want your I want to encourage your listeners, your viewers to commit themselves to this community, by actually right now jumping onto uh, Facebook, jumping onto Instagram, uh, jumping on whatever social media platform they're on, and sharing uh, this podcast with uh, their audience, with their friends, with their family. And that's them, that's you making a commitment to the Commit First community that you're going all in to help and work with Saggy to build a powerful community that will be unstoppable as we achieve that together. I love that, man. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, you heard that. Go on social media right now and you can tag Mark Bonus. Uh, pretty easy to find. Uh, also pretty easy to understand how you write that, but it's like B-O-W-N-E-S-S. So Mark Bonus and Sagi Schraber, you know where to find me as well. Also on Instagram, commit.first. 
Um, and Mark, where can people, where's like, I mean, people can find you all over, like you're omnipresent, but where's the best, like, where do you want to send them to? So I have a Facebook group called We Build Tribes. It's about 34, nearly 35,000 people. Um, so definitely worth checking that out. But yeah, there's markboness.com.au. I'm on Instagram, markboness. There's a podcast, all that kind of stuff. So you'll definitely, uh, definitely find me. Awesome. By the way, um, the, the website that you're sending people to is the design that we did, right? Back then. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys want to check out Mark's website, we designed it uh, back then in the studio. So um, <laughs> cool, Mark, dude, ah, amazing, so much value. Thank you so much. And uh, obviously, this was this is not the last time. I will bring you back again and again. And by the way, if you haven't heard Mark's first episode where he shared his amazing story coming up, then you you can go back and listen to that. I think that would great give you so much value. Um, and and kind of like insights that you might not have yet. Um, just go back, listen to Mark's uh, first episode here. I'll share it in the show notes. So thank you, Mark, and talk to you soon. Thank you, Sagi. I miss you, and I look forward to seeing you in Israel one day soon. Uh, definitely, man. Looking forward to that too. Okay.